0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Bring the energy! It's happening. for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic.
1: Cunning. Capable,
0: agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock. What's up, Richmond? Michael Phillips here. It is MP on the mic. We're off and running and we've got a loaded program for you uh, tons of fun, tons of Commanders talk, of course. Uh, at 10.30, we'll welcome in Greg Medea of the Charlottesville Daily Progress. you also read his work locally in the Times-Dispatch. He'll drop by, chat about UVA football with us. Uh, 11 o'clock, top of the hour, Sam Fortier. Uh, he's one hour away. Uh, he covers the Washington- He covers the Commanders. For the Washington Post. You may have heard of that outlet. Uh, we'll break down yesterday's game and a quick turnaround. They're already back to work in Ashburn today. Uh, eleven fifteen, Justice Miller will drop by for her uh, weekly visit. Uh Josh, you weren't here with Justice last week. Uh she's uh she'll she'll give you some hot takes. So I hope you're ready. Hope you're I'm, ready. I'm bracing myself now. All right. Should be a <laughs> lovely program. I wanna I don't want to go too deep into this go for two discussion with the commanders, but it was a big topic yesterday. I kept getting asked about it throughout the day. I was on Craig Hoffman show up in D.C. Um, yeah, it was the main topic of discussion there. And look, I would have gone for two. Um, it's, it's hard to be mad about kicking the extra point when were Terry McLaurin stepping on a dude's arm away from not discussing it at all. Because it just would have been a victory Monday, but uh, Peyton Manning, whose opinion I do respect, was on the Pat McAfee program yesterday, uh, and uh, here is what here is what uh, Peyton Manning had to say about going for two.
1: Well, look, I mean, Ron Rivera has proven his track record of being an aggressive guy right throughout his whole career. So when he says that, I think you got to believe that. He he felt the pulse of the team that they were gassed and you know might 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 not be able to execute that play. I mean, to me that was always something that we tried to kind of have the conversation before we went onto the field, right? You know, talking to Tony Dungy. You know, you know, uh, he would tell me, "Hey, let's go down and score, and we're going for two, right?" So you knew that, so you might you know you know save that two point play hopefully that you didn't use to score the touchdown, right? So the coordinator knew you were all on the same page, right? So, uh, but look, I mean, Ron knows how his, his team is feeling. Uh, it's easy after the fact when, when Philly scores to, to or kicks the field goal to win it to say, they should have gone for two. Yeah, certainly I think for Sam, he's probably not quite ready to have that conversation to tell the head coach, hey coach, take your extra point team and, and stick it. I'm going for two, right? You know. Aaron Rodgers you know does do that probably Tom Brady and the guys that have played a long time so I'm a Sam Howell fan I like the way he's playing I think he'll earn that trust eventually so but look Ron's on the sideline Vietnam's on the sideline they know the pulse that was the right call for them at the time you know it didn't work out but uh you know it's hard to second guess I think in that situation well, actually it's easy to second guess yeah but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, I'm gonna stick with Ron on that one
0: there you go. A few things I'll break down for that clip. One, it is incredible to me that Ron Rivera has somehow, with no pushback whatsoever, developed a national reputation as the riverboat, and nobody even questions it. Nobody like, I wonder if he actually is a riverboat. I wonder if it... he went for it like once in Carolina on national TV. All of a sudden, he's the riverboat. Like he not. He doesn't riverboat at a very high rate. Um, we've we've got a pretty big sample size here. We've watched three years of Ron Rivera coaching football. Dude's is not a riverboat, but he just it is fully taken for granted. Any any discussion in the national media, any any discussion, you know, if he goes for it on a Ford, oh, there's Riverboat Ron. He's he's Riverboat. Even if it's just like the most obvious thing that, that I don't know, he's got great marketing people. It is a great tagline, and people have just latched onto it. Number two is this notion, uh, and I I did not bring this up yesterday, but I love how Peyton put this. It, it seemed like the call was, at least the way Ron described it, the call was made in the moment. that Ron was kind of, it was a gut feeling, right, that the team's winded. Um, and that's not how the best teams operate. The best teams have a plan uh, and they go into it. And again, I'm not going to go deep on, oh my gosh, it was a terrible decision. It wasn't. It almost paid off. Um, you may have used your great two-point play earlier. That may have been the Curtis Samuel touchdown run earlier, which was exceptional. I still think Brian Robinson running into the line. See what happens. Um, teams gassed. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a two-point conversion to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. I think everybody can figure that one out for, for 12 seconds. I'm not, I'm not wild about that logic. Uh, but still, it, you know, it's one of those things that cracked into the national discussion. And it's, it's going to be a topic, Ron Rivera's coaching and Ron Rivera's decisions, for the the foreseeable future because there's a new ownership group because that ownership group is so invested in analytics invested in you know making sure they give their players every edge they can give them and now we'll go back to perception right we got the riverboat perception i think there's also a perception that ron doesn't play that game that ron isn't a modern coach that that, that he's more of an old school coach and i think that's a reputation that that's also Uh, stereotypically unfair, we'll say. Uh, But it's it's going to continue to be a thing when Ron Rivera has these decision points. And the other question I I want answered at some point is what Eric bien role in all this is, Um, because obviously he's on a year-long audition, too, and he's been given a lot of latitude by Ron to run the team, so you would would think he had a hand uh, in this as well. Now, commanders weren't the only team dealing with fourth-down situations. Their opponent this week, and we're on, we're on the short week here, we, we turned quickly, uh, their opponent this week, the Chicago Bears, also had a fourth down, and uh, there's, uh, their, their goal-line decision, their their fourth-down decision did, did not go well.
1: 11th play of the drive. Fields is in the gun momentarily. Don't jump off here. They snap it. They run it straight ahead, and he is stopped. Short, and the Broncos' defense holds.
0: And uh, here's uh, Justin Fields, uh, the the Bears quarterback. Uh, here is uh, his thought after the game on that decision to go for it.
1: I love the decision. Um, it shows, you know, Coach has trust in us to convert on that and in, in that situation.
0: It's uh, it, it's these things aren't a hundred to zero, right? These aren't black and white issues. These are these are shades of gray issues. If the Bears get the first down. They win the game, and they they walk it off against Denver. They don't get it. Russell Wilson goes the other way. If you kick the field goal, which is what I would have done, I would have done that situationally, right? If I'm playing against Sam Howell, I probably don't kick the field goal there. I probably go for it. If I'm playing against you know, an Aaron Rodgers or a Pat Mahomes, I I don't kick the field goal there because you know they can probably score a touchdown. You're playing against a really shaky Denver Broncos team that's 0-3 and is feeling the heat. Anytime you can apply pressure... As a football team, as a football coach, I think you stick with that. Um, you, you take the opportunity, but it's not a bad decision. Falcons did it a couple weeks ago to finish off the Packers. It worked for them. Um, but but the Bears now come in 0-4, and uh, and that'll be a big storyline this week. And Look, it's only Tuesday morning. It's only 10-08. We're only eight minutes in. I, I just got to confess, though, because we're all looking ahead. It's, it's Thursday night game. It's two days away. We got plenty of time to break this down. I gotta confess, though, my early read, my early lean here. I'm scared. I'm I'm worried about Thursday night. I'm I'm worried because I going back and watching that Bears game. Man, Justin Fields, he looked like he was picking some things up. He looked like he was rolling. I'm scared because the track record of Washington Commanders. Versus mobile quarterbacks is, uh, is not great. Uh, and the track record in these Thursday night games is a little chaotic. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, not a given that the best team is just going to hold serve on Thursday night. I'm a little scared because offense and the defense both ran more than 70 plays on Sunday. On the road in a tough physical game against Philadelphia. These, these are things that worry me. Now, let's hear the other side. Vegas isn't worried at all. Uh, line opened at five and a half. Commanders were favored by five and a half. Uh, it's now up to seven at some places. Uh, clearly, a lot of people think the Commanders will will have this going away. I just perhaps this is the guy who's watched this team for more than a decade in me, right? And and we talk about this, the Denver Hail Mary, right? You know, when 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 Russell Wilson hits the Hail Mary, and you're like, man, of course that would happen this, it, but but it didn't. It didn't. They they stopped the two point conversion. It's a new era. It's a new day. I'm still training myself on that. We're still training ourselves on that as fans, right? We had that discussion at two and zero. The fan base didn't know what to do being two zero. I don't know. I didn't know what to do with a two and zero team. We're we're all tra- retraining ourselves that it's not worst case scenario at all times. Uh, but I'm I'm really nervous uh, going, going into Thursday night, and uh, uh, you know I I'm I'm curious. How this plays out and, and whether the Bears still have a, a little bit of fight in them. I I wish the Bears had won on Sunday. Uh, I think that would have been best for everybody. Best for for sitting up and paying attention to what was going on. Best for the Bears to not have that zero hanging around and, and feeling the the desperation in the Thursday night game. It, it was it wasn't the right result there. The the Bears losing it just just confirms all these things everybody's thinking that, I, that I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, One guy I'm not worried about, uh, Emmanuel Forbes. I'm not worried about Emmanuel Forbes. I I don't love the number of snaps he was given. He goes from being a a, a half-the-game guy, 50% of the game guy at the first three weeks, to they play him basically 100% of the game. I think it was 89% was the final tally against A.J. Brown, against one of the league's best receivers. You see it's not working. You see he's rattled. Um, I don't worry about him long-term though. Uh, Everybody goes through one of these games. Uh, Darrell... You know, it, it, every every single player... Darrell Rivas went through one of these games early in his career. You know, Daryl Green. Um, these guys go through these games early in their career. Um, A.J. Brown's also really, really good. I mean, that's just another example of Philly knowing exactly what to do. Pushing exactly the right button. They, they have a Super Bowl team. They tear it to the ground, rebuild it in two years, and now they're loaded again with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. It's not fair. Uh, I mean... It's really not fair at all. Uh, but it, th- that, is, that is a guy who's going to bounce back. And I, I think also part of how we perceive his day, right, he allowed some big plays. And Emmanuel Forbes is going to allow some big plays because his game is turnovers. His game is takeaways. And he's going to get those. He, can, he, he had a diving shot at one on Sunday. He was close to it. Probably, probably didn't have a legitimate shot at it. If he gets a takeaway, if he flips the field position, we perceive that day differently. We perceive his game differently, and I believe he's going to get those. I think he's going to be there. Um, Terry McLaurin on the offensive side looked fantastic. Um, Love loved rewatching his game. Ten targets. It's it's everything you want from Terry McLaurin. He's the man. He needs to be uh needs to be fed like he's the man. And they took care of that. Uh, I don't know if you heard the junkies yesterday. The junkies suggested that that Sam Howell. Uh, may have been playing for his career it, that if he had stunk against the Eagles, um, they were moving on to Jacoby Brissett. I'll break that down real quick because I, I semi agree with that. A lot of people, a lot of people uh, disagreed with that. No, no, Sam, Sam, how's the man? He's getting the whole season. That is definitely not how it works in the NFL. You definitely don't get a whole season in the NFL. But if if he had struggled against the Eagles and shown the same issues that he had shown against the Bills, if he had had the Daniel Jones 11 sack day uh there uh, on Sunday in Philadelphia. I think he would have been on Thursday. I think Thursday would have been the referendum on uh, on Sam Howell and, uh, and and what he what he brings to the table and and whether you can go with him. There's also I'll go back to Ron Rivera. We started the segment with Ron Rivera, who's in a very intriguing year. Let's finish with Ron Rivera. It doesn't do him any good to have a 6 and 11 season. Where Sam Howell shows growth, right? That that's really good for the franchise. I think a lot of people would take that honestly. If you could say, "Hey, six and eleven, that's the record," but at, at the end of the year, Sam Howell is playing his best football, hitting his stride, has worked through all this. I would sign up for that right now on the spot. I don't. I don't need the nine. I don't need the ten. I need Sam Howell, and I need him here for a decade, being a really good quarterback. And I. I, I don't think it's crazy. To suggest that that could happen. But that doesn't do anything for Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's got to make his statement this year to new ownership. So I don't think it's off mark to, to suggest he might have he steered the ship uh, a little differently uh, if he sensed the season was on, on, on the ropes or on the rocks or, uh, or, or whatever that is. Uh, but it's not something we have to worry about. Instead, we move towards Chicago. Um, I don't know. I hate to, hate to spook you with the bad vibes early. I got I got bad vibes on this one. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's I hope it's another new era example that these guys uh, take care of business in a game they should take care of business in. Should be a great crowd out at FedEx. Uh, can't imagine the Bears fans are going to travel well with this team on a Thursday night. Should be a fantastic Commanders crowd out there. Uh, We'll break that down more at 11 o'clock. Sam Fortier joins us from the Washington Post. Uh, We'll get deep into the uh, Commanders-Bears game. Uh, We come back Monday night football. Peyton, uh, second Peyton clip, two Peyton clips today. All right, Peyton on the tush push. Uh, Didn't go very well for the Giants last night. Nothing went very well for the Giants last night. Then stick around at 1030. Greg Medea is going to talk about the 0-5 UVA football team, Wahoo's in deep trouble out there in Charlottesville. It's all ahead. It's a a Tuesday morning. You're listening to MP on the mic. This is 910 The Fan, not 1051 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.